AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop once a day before breakfast and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello, uh, what you're about to hear is half of a podcast, so uh, we've got 30 minutes of what we did record, we lost the internet completely, didn't come back, couldn't finish the podcast, wanted to talk about Richarlison, wanted to talk about all the great things that you've done, but what you, you, you're you about to hear is uh, everything good and bad that Postacoglu has done over the last six months. Apologies that this is only half a pod, couldn't do anything about it, technical issues are a fucking arsehole. But uh, yeah, listen to the next 30 minutes if you want to. If not, then um, hopefully, internet permitting, we'll be back on Thursday. Up the Spurs. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Clock. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. Hello and welcome to episode 56, season 13, Fighting Cop Podcast, joined by Spooky and Cal. How you doing, boys? Good, 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 good. Yeah, all good? Wonderful. Yeah, man. Can, Wonderful. I, can I just say, just because I, I don't want to forget, but I've been listening to the Filthy Shambles today on my drive home. I had, nothing, I had nothing to listen to. I thought, oh, no, what's Spooky up to? What's he talking about? I've got to say, mate. And I'm not bullshitting here, and I want to give you proper props here, because out of all the podcasts out there, every single Spurs podcast, that, what you're producing, is the best out there. No, come on, now I know you're pulling my leg, mate. I'm not pulling your leg, I'm not bullshitting you, it's quality. If you're listening to this and you need another Spurs uh, Spurs podcast to listen to, or you're sick of the one you're listening to, not the fine cock, obviously, but probably one of the others, uh, listen to Filthy Shambles, it is the bollocks. 
And I'm telling you that from someone who never listens to Spurs podcast. We sort of talk about Spurs so often. Spooky, you're doing a great job, mate. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. No, you're very, very good. Very, very good. And you, know, you know, like when, when, when people give me credit, I, I get it's awkward. It's awkward to accept the truth. Yeah, well, that I am the goat. So, yeah. <laughs> You've gone from blogging to podding, and it's uh, easier, isn't it? Who thunk easier. it? Without me, you would never have got there. <coughs> and it's true, though. It is true. Uh, yeah. uh, have a quick, quick shout out to Sandro and the live show last night, Ooh, um, mate. Honestly, so it was sensational. It was such a good. I had such a good. Like, I was, I was kind of in a way because. I don't like, I'm not comfortable in that scenario. Despite creating that scenario, I don't actually want to be in it weirdly. But as soon as I met Sandro, as soon as he came through the doors of the pub, I was like, this isn't going to be a problem, Cal. Do you know what I mean? He's just, energy is insane. It is. It was, it was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah, as you know, you know how it is when you're doing podcasts and... Um, sometimes you know it's, it's obviously it was a live show but sometimes you've got a, you've got a guest on and they're so enthusiastic and they've got so many great stories and it just makes it so much easier Mate, it was, and it was a yeah and him being there the way he would tell stories was great because <laughs> you knew it was going to be a good story when he stood up yeah when he stood up and then moved the chair out of the way i was like oh he needs space here he needs so, a bit of space so there was a moment where we where we said like everybody has to put their cameras down do not record this because we're about to hear some stories from inside Spurs at the time that he played there and it, I was like I didn't even know what he was going to say the story about Giovanni De Santos was one that will live, for, live with me forever and if you obviously most of you listen to this almost 99.9% .9 of you won't know what we're talking about but you should have fucking come to the live show um, yeah it was sensational thank you so much to Brendan of Cheese Room Podcast he's a legend he, he was a massive part of making that happen all the Cheese Room boys who turned up the trust turned up and everybody who, who who took time out of their Monday night to listen to Sandro tell stories about Spurs oh mate it was it was insanely good it was amazing it was amazing do you know what it was it was sometimes you, you as, as a fan and I, I guess fans of all clubs feel this that you have this you sometimes question about what well, what is it about my football club that I love so much why do I love Tottenham Hotspur so much and in that room surrounded by people that were Spurs listening to an ex-player talk, talk about Tottenham like he was one of us you know a player that didn't win anything like we, we've none of us have seen us win much in the last 30 years that it was it was in that room last night where I realised and I knew it already but realised there's something special about Tottenham and the way Sandry talked talk about Spurs was, it was it was insanely good, wasn't it, Spook? Yeah, I kind of got cringy when when I took a photo with him towards the end of the the, the, the night, and I said to him, like, we appreciate him because he he, he resonated. Like, the, you can have players at the club that are at the club for ten years, you don't feel much for them. You can have players like Deli Ali, whose career, you know, hasn't turned out the way we would have wanted in terms of where he's at now and the problems that he's had but it's the impact you have and the connection that you have and there's no loyalty in football most of the time you move on to the next big thing that comes along um, and so for any player to have that type of relationship with the fan base is 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 what it's all about if you can't connect if you don't feel anything 
for 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 the people wearing the shirt, the players wearing the shirt, then what you're doing, you're ghosting through every game, every season. So he might have not been the best midfielder we ever had. Played the amount of games, you know, that other midfielders have, have stuck in, but he, it's just his personality just uh, resonated. Um, yeah, I mean, he gave he, a big hug. It was, it was, it was a beautiful moment. There, there, I, there, there was a moment Handsome at the end where we just sort of, I went over to thank him <laughs> for, for you know, coming over from Lisbon to to be, and 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 legitimately, he came to London for this live show. He did other stuff during the week and you know I mean why not utilise your time effectively but I was I, I, I went to him at the end of the night and just said thank you so much for coming this was incredible and the hug he gave me was one I will never forget I, I feel like I'm still in it it was incredible he just enveloped me with his arms mm. mate what a guy what a guy it was it was sensational and we, we, we got to yeah. talk about Peter Crouch naked in the shower which is uh, something I never thought I'd have to uh, picture in my head but Sandra made it happen. Um, and he stuck around, and sorry, and he stuck around for ages. Like a lot of people, like, you wouldn't really call him a celebrity, but people that are known and, you know, he'd probably do his live show bit and then you'd half expect him to just kind of slope off. But he stuck around for like an hour. Mate, we, and we had, we had a, a section of the pub sort of not cornered off in a way that was like wanky, like VIP. It was just a corner of the pub that if he wanted to with his friends, he brought some friends along. And they could have they could have sat in that corner and, and been away from everybody if they wanted to. Not he didn't he didn't step a foot in it. He was just in amongst everybody. He was he was so much more than I thought he was going to be. Like I, I've been told by Brendan who Brendan who's who's you know who's friends of him because he lives in South America and obviously they've done stuff previously together. But I've been told like he's like so calm and so so relaxed and so sort of friendly. I was amazed by how personable he was. He just loved it. And he spent so much time talking to everybody, and that that was, that, that reflected massively on the fighting cock and what what we were doing because he he, he just gave everyone so much time. It's incredible, and you know sometimes during that game against Everton where we weren't playing well, and I was getting frustrated, and the first half against Brentford, I was thinking, oh, for fuck's sake, like this is not I'm not enjoying this as much as I thought I was going to enjoy it. Um, it was in those moments last night that I thought you go and ebbs and flows when you're a fan of a football club but those moments last night where you're not concentrating on that 90 minutes which is all important which is everything but outside of that everything is something else and that's that's what belonging to a football club means that outside of those 90 minutes you're getting something from the club that you chose to, to belong to outside of uh, of, the, of the the football match the, the 90 minutes and that's what we got last night and it was incredible so thank you to Sandro if there's any realm that you're listening to this you're a legend mate and thank you to Brendan Brendan and uh, the uh, Cheese Room podcast for helping facilitate that it was amazing um, we're halfway through the season Spook yes, and um, I think it's a good time to look back at what Postacoglu has done at Spurs mm. and and if Right now, how, how do you rate this season out of 10? Um, compared to last season, 10. Compared to the benchmark Postacoglu set in, he's around about 7.5, maybe touching 8. And I say that because at the start of the season, like all we wanted was to enjoy football again. The re- really basic, fundamental things. Not every Not every fan base gets up in the morning on a Saturday and thinks, yeah, it's fucking brilliant supporting my football club. You know, someone's got to 
fight relegation. Someone's got to sit in mid-table, but you still love your football club. Tottenham have made us hate watching our football club. Like, it's been painful. It's been brutal. So, in the summer, all I wanted was to enjoy going to Tottenham and to be entertained again. And, to, and just that kind of, that's gelled together by identity, right? On the pitch and then off the pitch. So, he's given us that. And that, as a foundation, scores really highly for me. Everything else is a bonus. Everything else is an absolute bonus because at the start of the season, I didn't think Champions League. I didn't think we'd be dreaming potentially, you know, mathematically could win the league. We, we might be able to still do it mathematically. That was just not not in my head. So I'm happy, obviously. White Knight and everything. How about you, Cal? Yeah. <laughs> White Knight. <laughs> I think... Um... Yeah, I, I felt similar, actually, at, at the start of the season. I remember doing uh, kind of uh, five, not so much five statements, but pods with you on the Patreon and perhaps pre-season. And I put a lot of stock into us not having Europe. I thought that was really important. And I thought that would actually benefit us. I, I'm not sure we've seen that benefit as yet, just because of some of, you know, some of the results haven't been as good as, you know, perhaps we'd have expected. The weekend, I think, is a good example of that. Um, but... I didn't think I didn't think of you know we'd get into the top four, but I also didn't think that we would like the team as much as we did, or even like the coach as much as we do, and so um, th I think that's the main thing that you can take from this season is where everybody last season was so toxic, not just the coach and the and the players, it was also the board as well and the protests and everything else, and now. It, it feels like a completely different football club at the minute. The, the signings are there. Um, you know, even the talk of Daniel Levy, God, it feels like what, 12 months ago, me and you, Flav, going, why is he waiting for regulation? It might not ever come well, in. It wasn't 12 months, was it? It was, it was literally seven months ago. Yeah. FFP's bearing teeth now, you know, and we are one of those few clubs, very few clubs, that actually can can spend money without getting you know getting punished for it so actually whereas last season it looked like harry kane would want to leave and he did leave but it's not the disaster that we thought it was the club moves on and the future looks actually pretty bright spook is there an element of i told you so are you sort of sitting there quite smug no 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 why wait wait because you, okay, guys, you liar no, I, he's never, he's never, he's never shown an element of smugness. But you, even what well, I'd, I'd gone, my head had gone completely last season. Like I, I, I lost my yeah. mind in terms of thinking of like I could not sit back and 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 look at the bigger picture. I'd, I was, I was completely convinced that Spurs were what, what Daniel Levy had probably fundamentally taken us as far as he could. And that's where I was. And I was convinced in my conviction that that was the reality of Tottenham Hotspur. You right. weren't there and you were never there. And and I think you might have nudged towards that the needle might have moved slightly, but but you you were consistent in your never-ending messaging that perhaps yeah. Yeah. Daniel Levy does know what he's doing and, and that uh, he'll mm. get it right in the end. Oh, okay. Don't misquote me completely because I have people like attacking me at Tottenham on Saturday. <laughs> well, well, so what is the what is? But no, but you're right. The back end of last season, T and Ricky, you know, they were selling their tickets. People were not turning up. You know, I spent 
most of last season trying to rationalise Conte's football with this kind of blind faith that you have is a basic trait that you have as a football supporter. Part of it is you don't really know. It doesn't matter if you've got all the pieces in place. You don't know if it's going to be successful. And with Conte, because of the way we ended the season before, got to uh, top four, you thought it'd continue from that. So there was a lot of, it's going to come good. It's going to come good with no evidence. Um, so you could argue, is that the right way to put your messaging out and, and, and to talk about Tottenham to be completely happy clappy or completely positive even when things were falling apart but I was self-aware it wasn't good I wasn't enjoying the football we were coming away thinking we won but why does it feel like we lost or we feel exhausted mentally yeah. from having to experience Tottenham we're, we're being punished watching Tottenham and it's always like it's going to get better it's going to get better but we had, we had the examples um, of Conte's football working just the season before yeah but this is my point. These are the little things that you pick up. Now, obviously, this is off the back of Mourinho, who are kind of backed momentarily. Like we all did initially. You thought, fuck it, let's see what, where it goes. And it's like, you don't win points. Football supporters, you don't win anything for saying told you so, by, by the way. Do you know what I mean? I, I'd, rather be pr- uh, I'd rather have really shit opinions and be proved wrong every single We're time. We're going to be talking about Richarlison in a bit. So... <laughs> so um, when you compare it to this season, I, I kind of said, let me not go like fully in with Postacoglu because at one point when his name was being linked and, you know, Anglo-Cypriot Cypriot here, didn't even bother pronouncing his name. I got to halfway to, uh, of his name, he just logged off. So there's no way this guy's going to manage Tottenham. He's just not the right fit. Why? Because you're just, you know, biased because you think Scottish football shit, Australian football shit, Japanese football shit. But when, he's, when he landed, you then look for those tangibles, the way he talks, the way he presents himself, the way he... he the football, obviously, the results. And there's, there's enough of that not to feel like I'm deluding myself this time. So, like, compared to last season, I don't know if I'm answering your question, man, this is classic spooky, but compared to last season, you know, in terms of Levy, he was as desperate as we were. And he he's far more naive than we are because... Although we would make terrible decisions as football supporters if we were put in the same position, Levy kind of just said, fuck it. Breath fuck of relief from him, isn't it? Massively. Breath of relief. He's like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Thank fuck. Well, well he's, he's brought in people that are meant to win now and the structure of the club isn't set up for them. The fan base isn't set up for that type of mentality. And it's all good and well saying, well, you've got Conte, spend a lot of money. But the players that Conte want didn't fit into what the club were looking to do just even on in that, the short term on so speak, it's, it's speak, sorry, sorry to cut you man like, no, I remember no, there, the, there was a massive push towards backing Conte we've got a win all manager yeah. right now back him imagine if we had backed him in a way that some of the fans that were calling for to back him it, like, imagine, right now. imagine if we'd spent 200 million pounds in the window it is Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah. If we'd have gone against what Daniel Levy has been saying, and I'm not saying that he is 100% correct. In this moment, it feels like he made the right decision as a reaction to the bad decisions he'd made by bringing in Conte and Mourinho. And to his credit, to give him credit, those felt like the right decisions at the time. But imagine mm. if he'd have just said, like, yeah, right, well... And he, to a certain extent, he did. To, like, Porro and the Doggy were, were players built for a wing-back, free, uh, a 4-3, a free, free 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 yeah. or, or a 5-3-2, whatever it might have been. Th- those, those players were brought in not for Posta Coglu. They were brought in for Conte. But if you'd have backed him in the way that the fans had backed him, we're talking hundreds of millions of pounds, and we'd have been in a situation where... You know, perhaps Chelsea are in, or maybe not to that extent, but similarly, in a situation where we weren't in a good place. He, um, he was. I thought he was going to be the catalyst in a positive way, but he's actually proven to be a, a catalyst in, in in an even better way now, because we will never go back to that. The club know that now. Yeah, and you could you could sit here without a doubt and say why hasn't the chairman and the board figured this out earlier? Yeah. But it's the desperation of football from the fans and from boardroom level and the fact that you need to be competitive in the short term in order to then be competitive in the long term. And we've never been able to get that right. And it just so happens that accidentally on purpose, we've done it again. We've landed on our feet again. Yeah. You compare last season to now, we never thought this we would feel the way that we do right now. Yeah, 100%. And our feet are grounded, right? We're not, we're not like... As, I'm going to be accused of being... Pos- uh, toxic positivity and all these other things, right? The white knight of Tottenham protecting Tottenham. Why do you keep saying the white knight of Tottenham? What? I, I've missed the boat here. What, what does that mean? Yeah, it's it, it's Alex, man. He's been bullying me. Have you not been following? Alex from Bristol. Yeah, man. And and, and to trunk. I, I don't know. I don't. I have no oh, idea what you're talking about. So basically, like, God forbid anyone criticizes Tottenham, and that's not the case. It's like, God forbid you don't wet your pants over something that at the end of the day is just a stepping stone or a learning curve that yep. we've got a, you know it's a big it's a big thing right um, to recover from what we've done to ourselves but everything's in place for us not to make that recovery difficult so you know Levy chairman is still on him it's still on his shoulders and the jury will forever be out because there's there's no at no point do you want to be saying oh I'm comfortable with what the chairman's doing you know, you want the chairman to feel the pressure from the fans. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Cal, tell me, mm. um, what, what, what's Postacoglu done very well? Do you think? Um, talk about the fullbacks, or is it the way we're yeah. playing? Good good question. I think um, that's tough following Spook, actually. It's like fo- following Hogan Rock, you know. It's how do <laughs> you do know. that? What does know? that mean? <laughs> fucking Hogan Rock's a great match. Watch it. Go watch it, man. Um, but Hogan um, Rock. Well, who's the who? Oh, oh, Hulk Hogan and The Rock. Oh my God! Just, just Cal, Hulk know, Hogan. We, we, what we, a master. We spent what a, we spent fucking f- nearly f- fourteen years building a reputation. Mm. You're going to destroy it by saying Hogan Rock. Watch it. 
Mate, you've got Spook on who reads graphic novels every night for yeah, a game. He doesn't talk about, about it on the Fighting Cop podcast, does he? No, he talks about it on Filthy Shambles. Oh, this, I'm, I'm reading episode 54, I'm 53, I'm Supergirl. <laughs> Supergirl, Jesus. Well, you, man, you prick. All right, go on. Sorry. Uh, what's he done well? Do you know what? I think the obvious thing, I think there's two things that really stand out to me. I really love that he points out the stupidity of media's questions, but with charm. The questions he gets asked, all football managers get asked, are really fucking stupid. Like, one, the one the other day, do you imagine yourself lifting trophies? And it's such a stupid... Yeah. These people have gone... Like, you guys, uh, Flav, you're a qualified journalist. You went to university, da 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 Like, these guys are qualified, and they ask the most stupid, stupid questions. But it says a lot about kind of football um kind of football journalism sports journalism yeah, these days the second thing where audience goes in it, sorry. yeah yes fair enough and the, the second thing that really leaps out is there was a danger for me that the harry kane thing was going to hover over us all season he's uh it's it was actually the anniversary of him breaking the record yesterday the goal scoring record yesterday I saw that yeah it completely passed us all by the club didn't mention it it passed all of us by and i think that's partially or i think a big part of that is because we sold him and the manager and we moved on straight away the whole club moved on straight away and i think the manager was a massive part of that i'm not even sure he's mentioned him i think he's mentioned the greatest player we sold the greatest player but yeah i've had it easy haven't i i think i think that's that's one thing he's been able to do by the because of the style style of football that 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 we've played and him being almost a cult of personality that the the spectre of harry kane was eradicated straight away and i think that's massive yeah yeah i agree i agree completely all right we i i think it's fair to move on to some of the criticisms that might exist of pastor like from my perspective i don't have a great deal of them i feel like we're in a situation where this is a tran- transitional season this is a this is a season that is shouldn't be as as productive as it has been thus far and, and now we're in a situation where we want more from Postacoglu than he's already given us and, and and that's by his own making but it's also unfair of us to, to, to demand it do you not, do you not agree Speak. what are you reading? no nothing Supergirl 53 <laughs> fucking not, loner not, I'm just asking you live Yasmin live Yasmin yeah no, but do you know what no, I mean though it's, it's, we're in a situation where um, you know that he's created a expectation and now our demands of success have, have changed accordingly like originally it was just entertainment well, not for everybody but for me it was entertaining football now I'm, I'm, I'm going through games like against Everton where I'm going please don't lose please don't lose because our Champions League prospects might be affected accordingly I, I don't I don't want to feel that way I want I want to be able to be pragmatic and understand what's See, happening and that a draw against Everton away isn't the end of the world but why did I feel like for the five minutes feeling like that because you know the expectancy is is going to be that when we when we're truly good when there's there's a genuine uh pressure to succeed because we are at full pelt you know like under Poch when we were winning games and winning games and we were like you know chasing down Chelsea you know you felt that pressure but it wasn't 
it, it didn't crush you because we were so good. Didn't lose at home that season, right? Lost four games in the league, um, which is a madness. So right now, because of because of what we went through last season and how bad everything was, because of the hope we've been given this season, even though you know it's transitional, even though you know that Postacoglu is learning things about his players and of the adjustments he needs to make, and we've had all the obstacles with injuries and suspensions and international jury and all these things, even with all those things chucked in, there's still something in amongst it because of what's happening with other teams where you're thinking it'd be a lost opportunity if we don't take advantage of it. And I, and I, I don't, and I, I, I get that as a football supporter. I'm not sat here thinking transitional season, it doesn't matter. Of course you want to finish Champions League because it will fuel what you do next season in terms of the squad that you need to play European football and, and challenge for the, for the league, hopefully. So that pressure is because it, it is that just inbuilt desperation to just get it done and get it done as quickly as possible, even though we're kind of contradicting ourselves with, because on the one hand, I'm saying, give it time. That I've seen it. I've seen, I've had family members around like my uncle, um, right? Sometimes you and mention, you often mention your uncle. And like, I love him. Like he's, he's I know. extreme. He's extreme. Does, like, is he like the, the, like diamond is he like the complete opposite of you when, yeah. when it comes to Spurs yes yeah this is a guy that basically um, travelled the world for the company he worked for he's yeah. been lost in the Congo and having to bribe people to 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 move stuff out the road so they can drive his, his, his their, their truck through he's like a civil engineer architect uh, type of uh, guy yeah um, you know he's been everywhere he's seen it all and yet with Spurs, it will break him. Yeah. But like every game, every game is the last game ever. Every game is the game that will make or break the football club and defines everything. He's crap. We've got to get rid of it. It's just real neat. But it's, it comes from a place of love. I mean, he was there in the 70s and in the 80s. He's, he's seen it all football-wise as well. But it's, re, it's, it's why are you putting that pressure on yourself? even though we could be doing better, even with the players that we've got now, we're still ahead of what we're doing. But there's an energy to it, right? We can't just sit here and think, oh, yeah, 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 it'd be all right next season. If there's, mem- if, if there's momentum now, you take advantage of it. But you have to have caveats in amongst it all. And and I, I'm, I'm in that place where, yeah, I was, I was kind of, I wasn't happy. I knew it was coming against Everton. It was that type of game where yeah, we kept I, I was worried about it as well. It. But when it happened, it was like, okay, all right. Um, that's two points dropped, and that's going to hurt us a little bit, you know, because you don't know what's going to happen in, in the games that follow. But it is what it is. We're not good enough to win that game yet. Two some, months. We're not some, good enough to close it out. So that's something that we need to take away from some, that. Some, and it's, some, somewhere between pessimism and optimism is reality. And and that's where... Exactly. Yeah, and, and that's where I think most of us need to be. And then, but, but it's difficult to be that after a game when we were 2-1 up and in the last minute they, they score you're um, allowed to vent man. I'm not saying you know you know, my uncle won't listen to this but you, you're allowed to feel pissed off about it yeah but don't but, not, not um, to me <laughs> I don't want to hear it either mate I, I don't want to hear it I get I get the people are upset I just don't want to hear it and I, and, and, and I get the irony of that when, when we're recording the podcast and we're giving our opinion but people can turn off the podcast I'm not I'm not unless you choose to listen to the podcast you don't have to listen to my opinion Whereas 
like some of my closest mates are giving me opinions that I don't agree with and I hate them I hate them I hate them for giving that opinion I don't want to hear it um, on that though uh, Postacoglu isn't beyond criticism and, and this is an issue that we, we as a fan base we're, we're dealing with right now because there is a lot of us myself included and I think Spook to some degree is including this as well is is that we're, we're looking at all of the positives that, that come with Postacoglu's football but we're not necessarily looking at the negatives or we're choosing to ignore the negatives. Cal, what are the I, negatives of what you've seen thus far? I don't think that as a football team, we look fit enough, to be honest. Mm. And I, I think, and that comes from a couple of things, really. I think people are going to hear me say that and, th- and think I'm jumping on the late goals. It's not that. It's it's the first half against Everton where we are getting beaten for every duel. It's, it's Wolves where we are outfought where that's the the worry Brentford where they are first to every second ball that's my concern right now is we had this great start at the start of the season where we were pressing teams and we were dominating the ball 72% of the ball um, Saturday we had 58% of the ball um, not to get an extra inch on you um, but or the lab sorry um, but um Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We had a bit more of the ball, but not to the level that we were at the start of the season. And I think that's how it looks to me right now is while we looked great at the start of the season, we don't look to that level yet. And that's concerning to me because as I pointed out earlier on, we have no Europe. Like we should be fucking flying. We're playing once a week. We're out, out both the cups. You know, City was City. City played great. They, you know, but to go out both the cups early, and to have no Europe, and to we should really at this point. Yes, we've had some bad injuries and stuff. We should be fresh as a daisy at this point. But what my my hope is, and it's this has been my hope all season, is that when every other team has been playing in Europe and been long runs in the cups, and they've got Euro twenty twenty four coming up, I like to think, and I still do hope this that that when we get to March April that our guys are fresher and we go on that run towards the end of the season. So I still hope that that will happen. But right now, the concern watching it, I've been to the last couple of games at home, we don't look fit enough or sharp enough. Would you have taken our position at the start of the season where we find ourselves, we're fifth in the table, uh, we have 44 points, above us are Aston Villa with two points ahead, 46. Arsenal will have 49, so five points ahead. City have 49, but they've got a game land. Obviously, Liverpool running away with it. I think look at, looking at it, the, this season's been so strange. Mm. Up until the weekend, Liverpool Liverpool have only lost to our Tottenham and Arsenal, haven't they, this season? They actually have been the only team that have looked consistent. Arsenal started really well, but then had a really... So there you have it. That was the end of uh, what we were able to record. But we'll be back so don't worry sorry about this it's a fucker but we are where we are up the spares
Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.